It's time! Welcome back to another episode of the Takedown Podcast. We promise we didn't forget about this. It's just been a little while and our schedules have been busy. But nonetheless, the usual crew, I am Ethan Harley along with Holden Velasco. And we have a lot to get into today. First, I think we have to talk about the biggest event that has happened over the last week and a half, and that is Canelo Alvarez versus Billy Joe Saunders. And I'll give my thoughts first as the amateur fan, and then I'll let you go because I think mine are very different from yours. So I'm watching the fight. It's pretty close back and forth. I was I was I was pretty shocked. Um Round eight comes along, and Canelo starts steamrolling him. When he hit him with the shot that everyone's talking about, the the uppercut that he ducked into, I reacted like, oh, shit, that was a pretty hard punch. But when he went back to the corner, I honestly didn't think his face was broken. And his eye wasn't swollen, but he kept it closed for a long time. So I was confused because it didn't look swollen, but he kept it closed. And I'm like, like, like what, what's going on? Like, it was hard to tell because, you know, I, it didn't look like his face was fractured, but obviously that's what ended up happening. And, you know, it was funny because I thought, is this guy like, quitting or something because like I, I couldn't tell because you know I don't know I would have expected like if his eye was swollen shut it would have stayed closed and it did for like the first minute but then he opened it and I'm like wait what I'm, I'm so confused and then you know afterwards they announced they before it came out that his right eye totally fucked <laughs> uh, might retire that was shocking to see uh, but yeah, it was it was interesting because I saw it and I thought that's a pretty hard punch, but yeah, I didn't think it was enough to end the fight. But those are my thoughts. I just I just thought it was weird. Yeah, um, the fight itself obviously was fantastic. Like I said beforehand this is going to be a much much closer fight than Canelo has had in recent memory and it turned out to be that until again that last round um around 73,000 people were in yes, attendance which is uh, the American indoor attendance record yes uh, the, was, yes they showed that yes the previous uh record was held by uh, Muhammad Ali versus Leon Spinks in 1978 for the heavyweight championship rematch so they blew that out of the water by what 10,000 which is ridiculous um, but as for the injury, Saunders didn't throw in the towel himself. It was actually his trainer, Mark Tibbs, who stopped the fight. He told the ref, saying, oh, my fighter can't go anymore. Um, and then Canelo came out after the fight saying, quote, The truth is, I knew it. I think I broke his cheek, and I knew he wasn't going to come out, and I got to the corner. I told Eddie, he's not coming out. So Canelo, the person who actually did the fight, said, I thought he broke his cheek and that he's not coming out. So he did right away, which is kind of funny to think about. Um, but the report came out later that said um, he had a quadru- quadrupod fracture to his orbital bone, 
which is career threatening. Um, it's not directly his eye that's injured; it's the bone right below it. And obviously, as a boxer, you don't want to put metal rods in there and mess around with there. It's going to be several months at least to recover. Um, Hearn, who's also his promoter, said that he's going to be out quote a long, long time. So. Yeah, it's a pretty serious injury, though it may not look like it when you first see it happen. Yeah, and, you know, the, the interesting thing for me, because they, they were really focusing on the eye. They probably showed it for two straight minutes. And like I mentioned, like he kept his eye, clo- eye closed for maybe the first, like, minute 30. And I was, like... I guess as an MMA fan, I've seen like huge like I forget what they call them hemoglobins, I think, and like when they form under your eye, they like practically seal it shut, like a typical black eye. I feel like that would happen in boxing, but I mean I I, I haven't watched the sport enough, but it didn't seem that way when. One, it was it didn't look physically swollen. It was just red, and there was like a little bit, but not like enough. And then he opened his eye, and I'm like, "What's going on?" It was, it was interesting. And then they were, the announcers were being interesting. He, some people on their unofficial scorecards had Saunders winning up until that round, where you know, obviously stopped. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting fight, but what I. I thought was most interesting is now Canelo is done with the zone and matchroom boxing. So he's a complete free agent. Um, though Canelo has expressed he would like to continue the relationship with uh, matchroom and Eddie Hearn. And obviously, uh, Hearn has said, oh, yeah, you know, I'd like to continue with Canelo because, you know, he's only the pound for pound best in the world. Um, that's why I find it interesting because now that makes it somewhat easier to get a deal done with Caleb Plant, who is the only other champion in the super middleweight. He has the IBF. Canelo has literally everything else. Um, so that makes it just easier, more breathing room. And Hearn said that, too. He said it should be pretty straightforward. So at this point, is probably going to come down to, A, Canelo, how much rest he wants, but also Plant and his team. How much are they going to be a bit, for lack of better terms, assholes about the terms of the contract? Um... You know, so I think that's something to look out for to see if there's going to be any whining from Plant or if he just wants to do it. He just wants to fight. He wants to get the chance to beat who people think is the king of boxing and become the only undisputed super middleweight in the three or four belt era. Yeah, I. So I thought he was undisputed already after this. Is there... No, no, there's still one more. It's okay. the IBF. That's who Caleb Plant has. That's what okay. Caleb Plant has. Because I also thought there's five belts, and I thought he was holding five belts at the very end. Yeah, because one of them was the ring. The ring is like, uh, it's the shorter one. Um, I'll show you a picture of which one it is later. Okay. It basically, the ring is like, I don't know, it's a good Sports Illustrated. Um, No, 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 it's not a good example. Ah, oh, man, what the hell was the... Slam, Slam. Slam's the best basketball magazine out there. Yeah. Um. That's like if Slam gave out their own MVP trophy in basketball. You know what I mean? Uh, so, so there's you don't really fight for it, I guess? Not really. Well, you, it does get handed to fighter to fighter, but it's not recognized as one of the four main belts. But base, but whoever has, if someone has four belts, obviously they're going to have the ring belt. 
It's given to yeah. who they think uh, the ring thinks is the best fighter in the division. Okay, so does he... Because well, I swear he was holding five. So if there's four undisputed and then the, the ring belt... Is it well, not... let, me, let me look at the picture because uh, I don't, you know, for me as a boxing fan, I just wave off every <laughs> everything. Let me Unless see. I'm just remembering wrong, but I, I I swore he had five. What you might be looking at is the WBC sort of giving out trainer belts to the trainer, which is weird. Oh, that one. Yes. Okay. So, oh, wait, hold on. Cut this part out. I have to look up the name of this belt. Hold on. Oh, man. Canelo, what the fuck is... Because the WBC made a new belt that was like Black Lives Matter or something. It was something with that. Hold on. What the hell was its name? Come on, Wi-Fi, work. Oh, of course it doesn't sell you later time. It's really nice that I might go work out after this. Let's see. Okay, well, that's what it's called, but let me make sure I get the correct meaning because I don't want to mess this up. Okay. Okay. So ask your question again. Oh, we're starting over completely. Okay. Just say I just say I swear you had five belts. Or something like that. I swore he was wearing five belts at the very end, unless I'm just totally trip it out, but I don't know. <laughs> so <laughs> so Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I, I first I thought you meant um the WBC. They started giving out belts for their trainers. Um, but obviously that doesn't make sense if Kendall was holding it. But then I forgot they added a new belt just for the event. It's called the Mestizo belt. Um, basically it's just a shout out to Mexican heritage, especially since that was like their single day mouse celebration. If you didn't notice from the crowd, it was very pro Canelo. Um. <laughs> Because it was a Secret Day Bio celebration and the belt, that was the black WBC belt. Um, so that was the fifth one. That makes more sense. So Caleb Plant is next. I've read that he's not on the same level as Saunders, but it's obviously the fight that needs to happen for Canelo to be undisputed. Yeah, the more logical sense for, I guess, for drama <laughs> tense was going to be Plant first and then Saunders because Plant isn't as posing as Saunders. As you saw, Saunders fought a good fight yeah. up until that last round. Um, Plant, he's a great fighter, obviously literally a world champion, but Saunders is just, he's a few steps ahead of him. Regardless, yeah. though, that fight will still be amazing because it's Canelo and it's going to be for Undisputed. Yeah, the implications were huge. I thought what was most funny... And this just popped in my head was was Saunders' stance gave me like Conor McGregor vibes. He kept his hands down, 
too often. <laughs> and he... It seemed like he was, like, toying with him a lot. And then just, like, doing what he had to do to the... Barely over the minimum to give him some of the rounds. And and that's that's not to, you know, talk shit on him. Because, I mean, he... He was in it literally until the one shot that just shattered his face. I, I mean, I thought, wow, this guy actually has a decent chance of winning, considering Canelo isn't crazy about early round knockouts. And you know, if if, if Saunders gets in his groove, he he could have won. But you know, obviously the uppercut that he he ducked into, unfortunately, just cracked his face. And I mean, <laughs> cracked his about face. it afterwards is just like cheese literally cracked his face (laughs) no no, he's not using like a term he means he literally cracked his face open (laughs) yeah some scary scary shit and then the weekend beforehand i watched the other boxing match andy Ruiz versus i don't remember the other guy's name chris Uh, arola chris i almost said carlos carlos it's fair he is he is a of mexican descent so when you think arola the first thing's like oh it's a c oh like Carlos. <laughs> I mean, it's a fair assumption. Yeah, and I thought Ruiz looked good. Yeah, I thought. Here. Yeah, no, I thought he looked okay, but he definitely could have been much better. Um, truthfully, in the beginning, it was mostly Rola. I mean, you saw that knockdown he had. Literally put Ruiz yeah. on a knee. <laughs> that hurt, by the way. I I saw that. My like, oh, how I felt that both my knees when that happened. Like, Ugh. um, but you saw the speed. With Ruiz still there, you saw the ridiculous weight loss. You could just see it on him. Um, I mean, Ruiz won the fight for sure, but did you see what Arola said after the fight? I have a feeling you said it to me, but I'm not remembering off the top of my head. Did did he say like some poor shit about? What can I remember? Probably wasn't like, well, it went to decision, right? It, it yeah. wasn't, I don't know, maybe poor scorecards. I don't know. So this is a quote. This is what he said. <clears throat> quote, I got hit a couple times in the shoulder and kind of threw it off. No big deal. That's a part of boxing. I absolutely respect the judges. But today, uh, pause. I'll always say beauty's in the eye of the beholder. They like butterface today. Everything is pretty but their face. Did he win? Fine. But don't tell me you're going to only give me two or three rounds. And then he told him to suck his dick. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, it is kind of true. You look at Arola. He didn't look that damaged. But he just wasn't firing back at the same level of Ruiz yeah, convincingly. He, kinda, he was moving around trying to mainly the defender rather than, you know, the attacker that's yeah which sucks because he was doing that he was being aggressive in the beginning i don't know why he stopped using that strategy because it was working ruiz was feeling the pressure you could see it he was panicking at points um but he recovered well and then he took control of the fight um what pissed me off a lot was arola after every single round would go back to his corner shaking his head like oh no i'm not her like all right bro shut up we get it it's annoying because at that point, if you're going to do it after every round, sure, you know, I guess you could argue it gets in your opponent's head. 
but if that's not your point, then what are you trying to say to the crowd? Oh, no, I'm fine. To the judges, oh, no, I'm fine. At that point, it just becomes annoying. Like, all right, you're not hurt. We get it. Yeah, and then if you're... you can go ahead. I was going to say, if you're not hurt, then you're exhausted because he wasn't doing much after. He would just go back out there and, you know, dance a little bit, throw a couple shots. But, I mean, he wasn't, like, he wasn't picking up his pace or improving his production after the rounds where he's just sitting down and shaking his head because, you know, clearly something's up and he was probably exhausted. Yeah. I don't know. It, it was a... It was definitely a surprising fight because people expected Ruiz to dominate. Um, he didn't. Still ended up winning, <coughs> but it's still a good fight to watch. Went all the way. Can't complain. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like for, as we transition to another topic, I feel like for the eighth time, Anthony Joshua versus Tyson Fury has been, quote-unquote, set in stone. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, completely side note, but I just got a Twitter notification saying James Harden is playing today, so I'm very happy about that. Um, back to Fury Joshua. <laughs> um, <laughs> Eddie Hurd basically said it's going to happen at this point. Um, and, you know, at this comes as Joshua Fury is starting to trash talk a bit more. I'll read the quotes off Twitter. HJ said, quote, Spartan, in quotes, I'm tired. My fans are tired. Your fans are tired. We're all tired of the talk. Less talk, more action. And then Fury responded, Come get some. Th- Hold on. I can't read, apparently. Come get some, then, you big ugly dosser. You no talk, no action. Um, you know, that's Fury's favorite word, is dosser at this point. It's hilarious, but <laughs> I think he gets it done. But this is what Hurd said in an interview. Um, he said, quote, August 7th, August 14th, I think it's a very bad secret, secret that the fight is happening in Saudi Arabia. It's the same people we did the deal with for Andy Ruiz. That event was spectacular. As partners, they're fantastic as well. We're very comfortable. Anthony's comfortable. He knows those people. They delivered on every one of those promises last time. We're ready to go. Um, and the official announcement is expected to come at some point this week. Finally. About damn time. Were you saying August 7th and 14th as possible days? Yeah, probably as possible days is the first fight to happen. Unless they want to fight a week apart, you know, <laughs> the second fight's a week apart. I mean, but, you know, all glory to them if they want to do that. But, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's going to be the date for the first fight, one of those two. Hey, I think that'd be pretty damn exciting to the biggest heavyweights on the planet fighting a, a week apart. I mean. <laughs> that second match would be brutal, though. Regardless of damage, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you end up like Saunders and your face is cracked. Like you'll say, "Fuck it, let's go, let's go a week later." <laughs> I don't know about that one, but I'm just happy that the fight is probably, most likely, for the hundredth time, likely gonna happen. <laughs> I swear, like every other week, we're saying like, "Oh, they're they're getting one step closer, one step closer." Uh, you know. Well, the difference now is Eddie Hearn, who is the promoter. For Anthony Joshua saying that it's a quote bad secret that it's already going to happen, so that's that's definitely good to hear because you know we've talked about it, biggest boxing match they can put on by far, other than what we already saw this past weekend. Yeah, basically any anything with Canelo is going to be a big fight, but you don't get bigger than undisputed heavyweight championship in the world with years of build up. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm looking on the outline, and 
I remember this being mentioned on the Jake Paul card of all cards. But <laughs> Tofino Lopez, lightweight champion. Did I get the weight class right? Wow, you did. I'm very proud of myself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he has a he had a fight scheduled. I don't even remember when the day was. I was thinking June versus I don't Cambosos. I don't I don't know the first name. But so, apparently that's been moved now. Yeah, so what it was, um, so we all know the Logan Paul Floyd Mayweather um, scam is going to be on June 6th. Uh, Lopez and George Cambosos Jr., they were supposed to originally fight the 5th. Yeah, so they're basically day part. Um, obviously, you don't want to schedule something that close to a Floyd Mayweather fight. So instead of that, they're now going to be fighting this 19th. Same place, all that stuff, same opponents, same undercard, all that, blah, blah, blah. It's just a different day. Well, good for them because I'm, just, I'm sure that the decision was made after they saw that press conference, which we should talk about. Oop, got your hat. <laughs> oh, my God. And then he gets beat up afterwards, and he's like, they didn't have to do that. It's like, neither did you. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what? I'm only going to say one thing about this topic because I will refuse to talk about, from this point on, I will refuse to talk about the Pauls in any negative sense that is outlandish or just pure hating because that is what I do when it comes to them. There's this video on TikTok of Jake Paul and Logan Paul talking together. And Jake was basically, you know, acting like a child. And then he did, I got your hat to Logan because Logan was wearing a hat, and Logan got legitimately mad, and, like, throughout the whole video, like, Logan was actually mad at Jake, like, why the fuck would you do this? So, in that sense, Logan gained some of my respect from that, because that is, that is, like, come on, why, that's so childish to do something like that. Yeah, the guy that was not, not smart, and honestly, it doesn't make yourself look any better, it doesn't make Honestly, it makes Floyd Mayweather look pretty bad. The fact that he's caught up in all this bullshit for whatever reason. I don't know why he chose to do so. It literally could have been anybody else other than one of the greatest of all time. The only 50 and 0. I mean, yeah, you're holding showing me the money sign. I don't know how long they could keep this gig up. I just, I don't know. I feel like after the the Jake Paul fight and how weird that went. I mean, not even just the fight itself, but like the whole undercard was weird. Like some guy got punched like around like his, his pant belt. And he like acted like he got shot. And they had to stretcher him off. Actually, it wasn't even the glove that hit him. It was like the forearm that hit his waistband. And he acted like he died. Like, I don't, I don't know. It was... I, I just I just don't know how long they could keep up the gig. I feel like more people are going to stream it illegally, you know. I don't know. I, I'm just... I, I'm just seeing it phase out more. But then... Because people have to catch on at some point. I mean, I mean that, that press conference was like a huge blow for just how Jake Paul acted. I, I, I don't... I don't understand how people can be, can be into that crap anymore, but... Yeah, I'm me and all the casuals will think differently. No, listen, because Paul's who Paul's actual fans, teenagers below, 
you know, I'm saying that as a teenager, I mean like 15-year-olds and below. <coughs> so they're going to think this is the best thing in the world. They think that he has a legitimate chance to beat Floyd Mayweather. Um, so they're still going to buy it, you know, not with their money, with their mom's money, but they're still going to buy it. Um, you know, you and I, I'm not going to condone illegal streaming, but I'm not going to be paying the pay-per-view price to watch this fight. Again, I don't condone illegally streaming, but I am not paying for this fight. Um, so I don't think it's really going to take a hit revenue-wise because the people who are going to buy it before are still going to buy it anyway. And everyone who knows it was an, it's a whole enact are not going to buy it anyway because they're actual yeah. fight fans. Um, yeah. You know, maybe some people still buy it just for the fuck of it. Saying, oh yeah, I bought this pay-per-view, whatever. It was cool. Maybe it's Floyd's last ever fight. And, you know, it's worth something, I guess, to say that you bought it. You know, it's still a big deal in the culture, so. I, I guess that's fair, but it also comes, it's also against the fucking YouTuber who is. <laughs> Look, it, it's the, it's the, it's, it's, oh man, I forget this word every time. It's the, it's the, it's just the idea. It doesn't matter who's against. Understandable, understandable. Saw this this morning, actually, and I just got a notification for it. Guess who was the highest paid athlete uh, this year, I think, or last year? Who? For, for Forbes? Take a guess. We've talked about him and his richness. Probably Floyd? No. All right, hold on. Let's see. Jake Paul. Out <laughs> of an athlete. Well, I mean, he had a fight, so, I mean. Understandable. Technically an athlete. Because I thought you were trying to piss me off. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let me think. Definitely not Lo- not, not Logan. Who? Proper number 12. Huh? Mr. Conor McGregor. Oh, uh, oh yeah, no, no. Did we talk about this? Yeah. Because well, the whole, we, we, his liquor sold, thing. He sold his liquor business for $600 million, but I guess this year... I saw, according to Forbes, I think, I want to find the Instagram post now. That'll probably take too long. But I am pretty sure. Oh, here we go. Yeah, I remember you talking about this before. Yeah, it doesn't give a year. It just says, Conor McGregor named number one highest paid athlete on Forbes, $180 million. Messi, 130 million. Ronaldo, 120. Dak Prescott, 107. And LeBron James, 96. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's. I mean. That would have to come from. That would have to be last year. Because, I mean. There's no way it's this year. Because he's made 600 million from selling his stake at his liquor business. But anyway, I think that's a good transition. To UFC, I saw that this morning. I thought that's crazy considering he fought once. Yeah, I just looked it up. He sold it in April of this year, and it was for six hundred million. So it might have been twenty twenty or twenty twenty one. So far, possibly I I don't know. Well, I I I don't know. It could have been last year because he didn't do anything. So it have to be all (laughs) from business, I guess. But anyway. It's a good transition to UFC where we got three cards to talk about. 
Yuri Prohaska versus Dominic Reyes. Oh my god, that was a devastating spinning elbow straight to the dome, Dominic Reyes. I personally feel extremely bad for Reyes, not just because of this loss in general, but he was one of the best prospects in the world. He was undefeated going into the fight against John Jones. He controversially lost. Many, many people thought he won. I think it was, I think it was split decision from the judges, but you know, people in general have their own opinion. Lost has now lost three straight. Lost uh, the light heavyweight championship against Jan Bohovic in September, and then he just lost this to Yuri Prohaska, who I personally think you know the the timeline's complicated because. Blahovich and Teixeira fight in September. But I think Prohaska is the next one after this. And this is only his second UFC fight. And that says a lot. Now, he waited. He was insane in, in other promotions. But, I mean, the guy's the real deal. Now, he does take a lot of punches. And I'll probably have to clean that up because he can't do that against everybody forever. But... I mean, he, he looked good in the back-and-forth battle against Dominic Reyes, who was also no legitimate joke. But yeah, that was... Whew, you'll you'll have to look that one up. It was devastating. I mean, he, he just dropped Reyes with it. And then this weekend, Michelle Waterson versus Marina Rodriguez. I'll admit, I didn't watch a single minute of the main event. Canelo was on and it wasn't even like <laughs> like literally after looking at the card I know I know on last episode I, I talked a lot of shit because I thought this was really the best fight they could put for the main event they literally could have put any other fight on the card for a main event it was super weird from like top to bottom like it was like pretty like good other than the main event it was weird why they chose that one of all fights but the karate hottie as her nickname is and she lives up to it nicely she lost, I guess, in, in a pretty easy decision, but they're now talking that Rodriguez fights Joanna Jacek, former champ, who you've probably seen this photo when she has, this is the woman who had the fat lump on her head, like she literally yeah. looked like an alien, yeah. She hasn't fought since that fight, but, you know, still former champ, still a, a, a big name. Uh, to put her with but honestly my favorite fight of the two of my favorite fights that I was able to watch beforehand was Neil Magny versus uh, Joff Neal I mean Neil Magny wants to fight Chimaev in the summer and that and, and that'd be a good fight considering Chimaev is one of the best prospects who literally hasn't fought in a year but good fight Neil won by decision Joff, Neil Magny, not Joff Neil. Uh, Neil versus Neil. I just realized that. Hmm. And then Gregor Galipski, who hasn't fought since 2019. All-American wrestler. Looked pretty good against Diego Ferreira. And then 262 this Saturday. I, I, I'm still... <laughs> I'm, I'm still a little upset that... Michael Chandler is getting a title shot after one fight in the UFC. I I don't I don't I don't I don't it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Does, does 
Does this even happen in boxing? I feel like it never could. What, like one professional fight? Yeah. Absolutely not. That would be disgraceful. But, well, okay, so Chandler has fought for other promotions. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's different because I know UFC is one of the other promotions, but no matter where you fight in boxing, you still have a professional record. So I could be, I could go outside right now, find a crackhead, um, get New York State to sanction it, get paid five bucks, and I'd technically be a one and no professional fighter if I won. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's different. It depends on do you fight with what promoter? Do you fight in a match room? Do you fight in a top rank card? You know what I mean? You fight at a undercard for a WBC championship because those are legitimate things. If you talk about being rushed to be a contender, not as often because that's the politics of boxing are very strict on who gets championship fights. But sometimes sanctioning bodies will force someone up a little bit too early. As you saw with Canelo and Yildrum, um, just a wash <laughs> of a fight. So, no, but it's not completely out of the picture. Yeah, that's understandable. He was twenty-one and five beforehand. A lot of fights, in Bellator. He he actually lost the second to last fight for the belt in Bellator. So, and then he got one more before moving to the UFC. But I mean, I don't know. It's 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 still just. Uh, I'm not a fan of it, so honestly, I'm rooting it against the guy, if I'm being completely honest. I mean, it's fine if he wins, because if Poirier wins in the summer, he'll he'll get the winner regardless, and I think he could beat either Oliver or Chandler, so it, it won't be a, a, a long reign if it all goes according to my predictions, which are never right, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it's still, I just... It, just doesn't make a lot of sense to me because you have Justin Gaethje who just lost to Habib. I mean, everyone's lost to Habib, so it's like, is it really? Is it really <laughs> I was even gonna that say, bad? is that even a bad thing? <laughs> exactly. Like, and it doesn't. He's not doing anything. He's just sitting around. It's just like, you know, where does he fit in all this? And then Dana White's like, he's in the best decision to just wait out like we planned. And it's like. Okay, well, what's next? And he still hasn't been scheduled, and even the he, you know, there's more implications in for the lightweight division on Saturday night too, like the co-main event, which was supposed to be Leon Edwards versus Nate Diaz, and that was moved to the next pay-per-view in uh, June. I think uh, Diaz had a small injury, but uh, Tony Ferguson versus Bino Dariush. Tony Ferguson was supposed to fight Habib, and he was on a 12-fight win streak, and then lost to Gaethje in the first, my first UFC card. Speaking of which, it's been a year since that. First full UFC card I watched, I didn't know a single fucking thing. It was Tony Ferguson versus Justin Gaethje. I was, I was told to watch it just because it was supposed to be Habib fighting, and then, you know, COVID. But he fights Benil Darius, who's on like a six-fight win streak or something like that, and it's a big cross for a fight, because Tony Ferguson loses, then he loses three straight, and you know, that sucked, but you know, the sport is what it is. But, I mean, Benil Darius has looked good in his last fight, so we'll see, but yeah. I don't know, back to my original point, I don't know where Justin Gaethje fits in all of this, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me, I, I think... I mean, you could, well, it makes sense. 
it was clear that someone was gonna have to sit on the sidelines, but I just don't understand why it was him and not Michael Chandler, honest, honestly, because, you know, you won one fight in the UFC. It just doesn't, I'll say it again, it doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> I was gonna say, I swear you've said that like 20 times. It just doesn't, it doesn't make a lot of sense. But yeah, a lot of fights have actually gotten canceled on this card already. Uh, Jack Hermansa versus Edson Barboza was moved to the next weekend. I don't know why. I think COVID. But, you know, another uh, full stadium of fans. Toyota Center pay-per-view, 15,000 people. Texas, uh, for obvious reasons. They'll do whatever they can. Oh, they announced the venue for the next one, 263, which will be headlined by two rematches of Adesanya, Marvin Vittorian, Davison Figueroa, and Brandon Moreno. That'll be in Glendale, Arizona, where the first fight between Adesanya and Vittori happened. That will also have full house of fans. But yeah, I'm excited for Saturday night. It's obviously, you know, a new era in the lightweight division a b branded for three years and there have been a ton of people before him including the great conor mcgregor so i mean a lot of implications even though i don't agree with the people well one person who was <laughs> matched up but hey that's just me some people some people thought the knockout of Hooker was enough i i thought differently but who who am i <laughs> who am i <laughs> that's all i have to discuss for this week's episode. Not a ton. Well, look at him out. Talk a lot about Canelo. Rightfully so. Yeah, absolutely. He's one of the more bigger names in sports in general, I think, in terms of, you know, everything. But honestly, I feel like he's kind of getting overlooked a little bit because everyone loves the Paul brothers. <laughs> well, it's also because he's not flashy. He doesn't really talk <laughs> shit at all. You know, he just does his business, and honestly, I respect that kind of more. Yes, and he he fights nonetheless. He, I mean, I could talk about John Jones all day long. <laughs> oh, this was something else that that happened. So, Stepe posted on Twitter that he's putting weight back on because he came in like the two thirty range, which was a big factor why he lost because he he couldn't get the take. He, the one advantage that he had in the first fight was takedowns, that he didn't have that advantage this time. Not to discredit Nganu because he, he he's clearly worked on it, but I mean, I think there was like a twenty pound difference, so it was that definitely factored. So Cipe says he's putting he's putting weight back on. Dana White in an interview says it'll likely be Nganu and Lewis for the belt because John Jones just mopes around. And then Dana also adds in that it'd be cool to have Stipe fight John Jones for number one contender. And then John Jones comes out on Twitter and says, hell no, I ain't doing that. It's like, well, what are you doing then, buddy? You're asking for $30 million or God knows how much, and you, like, you're, you're not getting anywhere with anything. I mean, it, we're, it's, it's about 18 months now since you last fought, and... I don't know. I feel like you're you're right there in terms of you know winning heavyweight gold, and I think undisputedly becoming one of the greatest MMA fighters of all time, or at least currently. But it doesn't. I don't know what he's doing. But hey, that's just me. 
<laughs> I, I don't know. He, he, he can do whatever he desires or what he feels like is doing right. But that's all I have for this week. This week's episode of the Takedown Podcast. From Holden Velasco and myself, have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your week. Go watch UFC 262. <laughs> and anything else that's on. <laughs>